Welcome to Evangel Church. Our mission is to bring people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us at evangelchurch.com. As I said before, you've picked a great day to be a part of our service today. Normally, what you'll find if you come to Evangel Church is we have a time of worship, just as you've heard. Didn't the worship team sound great today? Uh, they lead us into God's presence as we come to just fix our eyes on Him. And then we'll share about some of the things that are happening here. And then you'll hear from God's Word. And myself or one of our pastors will bring a message that's relevant. It, it reaches back in time to God's Word and applies those truths to our lives today so that we could leave here and be different and see our world different as a result of what God's Word has taught us. Now, today is a special day because as we gather together, we're going to be seeing a production that's going to be happening. And this isn't just like any production that you'd see because what you're going to see is God's Word come to life. You're going to literally have a chance to see that, to see the things that we'll talk about and read in Scripture acted out right before you. And it has a purpose for it because for some of us, we can feel that God is very far from us or that God is very silent in our lives. And I know that that's something that can happen is that during times like this, when you're surrounded by so many people at Christmas times, you can feel very lonely, very alone. And today's a great reminder, and I believe that God has you here for a reason, because he wants to speak to you and call out to you. And it's sometimes in the most unexplainable ways, in the most impossible circumstances, and to the most unlikely people that God wishes to reveal himself and that's what a call of Christmas is all about. The call of Christmas is about God calling out to people that no one would have ever expected. And today, I believe that God's going to use this to call out to you and to speak to you. So would you just enter in to these next moments with a sense of expectation and anticipation for what God's going to do. Amen? Amen. Now, as we get ready to go do this, we're going to be having uh, complete darkness. You're going to hear um, a little disclaimer that's given. I also want to tell you that if you suffer from asthma, uh, there are going to be some special effects that are going to uh, be used that could cause some difficulty for you. If that's the case, then please feel free to excuse yourself through any of the exits that are there. We're going to have ushers standing by each door to help you. But if you know that asthma is a problem through the special effects, that might become an issue. So just be mindful of that. Um, as well. And so without further ado, it's my joy to present to you the call of Christmas. We would like to welcome you to today's presentation of the call of Christmas. Due to the various dramatic elements throughout the presentation, we kindly ask that you please refrain from the use of any flash photography so as to minimize any distractions to the actors. Also, there will be some movement throughout the aisles, so please remain seated throughout the duration of the program. Now, sit back and enjoy The Call of Christmas. Joy to the world. I can't believe there's just another week before it's here. I just love this time of the year. So much still to be done. But I think I'm going to get some reading done before these kids get here, because once they're here, won't be able to get much done at all. Let's see. Where did I leave off? Hey, Grandma, hey, Grandma, you'll never guess what happened. Grandma, don't listen to him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just a little kid. You better be quiet, Jasmine. OK, you two, what is going on here? Do not let me have to use this spoon. Jasmine, why are you fighting with your little brother? 
Kevin thinks that he could help out at church with Operation Christmas, but I keep telling him he's too little. There's nothing he can do. But I want to. I'm not too little. Anyway, I know that God told me that I can help with giving out gifts to the children. <laughs> You're a child yourself. But why are you saying that he can't help out? Is it because he's young? Look, if Kevin said that God told him that he could help who are we to say he didn't hear from God? Because God doesn't speak to little kids. But he did. I know he did. Jasmine, God can speak to and he can choose to use anyone that he wants to. Young people, older people, hurting people. God would even speak to people you would never, ever think he would speak to. Come, both of you, sit down. I'm going to tell you a story. This is a story about some people that God called and he told them some things that was absolutely amazing. Things that were unimaginable, even impossible. But God called them because he was going to use them to bring about a very special gift, a miracle. And that miracle was for you, for Kevin, for all of us. You see, God, he's always reached out to people. And for many, many years, he talked to different kinds of people in the Bible. But then there was this very long period of silence where it seemed as though God had stopped talking. But the people... They waited and they hoped and they believed that one day they would hear from God again. And guess what? One day God broke the silence and he spoke. Have you ever been quiet for a long period of time? Not opening your mouth, not saying a word? I'm talking complete silence. God was quiet for over 300 years. Adonai Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Already it was an extraordinary day for Zechariah. He had performed many priestly duties over the years, but on this day he was entering the holy place kindling the incense upon the golden altar, perhaps for the very first time of his life. And it was about to become even more than that. You see, the muteness of the creator of the universe, the one who claims the earth as his footstool, he was about to break his silence. Zechariah, do not be afraid. Your prayer has been answered. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. You are to call him John. A son? 
He will bring great joy. You will be great in the eyes of the Lord. You will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will turn many to the Lord their God. He will come with the power of Elijah. How can this be? He will prepare the people for the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers back to their children. But, Lord, I am so old. My I, wife... I stand in the very presence of God. In order to understand this moment, you must know the heartache from which it was birthed. This was a man who in his younger years had cried out to God, for in his heart there was a place of emptiness, a place he'd asked God to fill time and time again. My wife, the precious woman that she is, is childless and grief-stricken. Though she still honors you with her praises, hear our prayers, O oh God. My God, my God, show me great mercy, show me great mercy. For many say it is hopeless, but you, O oh God, know we serve and we worship you. So out of this barren womb, O oh God, would you breathe new life? She honors you with all that she has, O oh God, with her words, with her attitude, and with her heart. You are our God, no matter what. Elizabeth fought the grief with praise and prayer, faithfully returning to the Lord over and over. And what the Lord told Zechariah would turn everything on its head. It is he who sent me to bring you the good news. You will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born, for what he has spoken will be fulfilled. And so it begins. The mundane becomes majestic. The ritual becomes radiant. The lost are found now, and the faithful, well, the faithful become the conduit that God uses to show us his mighty miracles and his endless love for the world. When God speaks, the heavens rise and the earth bows. Prophecy is fulfilled, and he leads us to holy ground that once was hollow. Hope grows where hurt was rooted. Yes, how he cares for the messes. How he picks up the dropped pieces of our lives. When God speaks, the land and the sea separate. Time becomes eternity. Yes, my friends, God is just getting started. Wow, Grandma, he really made 
Zechariah not be able to speak? I wish I'll do that to Kevin. Grandma. Jasmine, you're missing the entire point of the story. The point is that God used two broken people to bring about a very special miracle, and that miracle was going to change everything. I get it, Grandma. God spoke to old people. Kevin is little. He wouldn't understand how Zechariah did. They're praying for a baby. Kevin isn't praying for anything. He just thinks that he heard. But you don't have to be praying for anything in order to hear from God. Let me tell you another story. This story is about a young girl named Mary. Mary wasn't praying for anything when God called her, and he was going to use her to bring about an even greater miracle than the one Zachariah and Elizabeth experienced, a miracle the whole world was waiting for, because very soon there was going to be another baby boy who was going to be born that would change everything they thought they knew about God. Like sheep that wander too far from the shepherd, we also lose our way. And once ensnared by the thicket, all we long for is our release. What would God pay for such a ransom? In the ancient writings, a savior was prophesied. In a great cosmic twist that defies understanding, this would bring peace on earth and goodwill toward men. And it was written long ago that God would give us a sign, a glorious sign, a sign that would defy all odds and expectations. A young girl would conceive, though never having been with a man. She would give birth to a baby boy. He would be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Father? Father? Joseph? You are highly favored of the Lord. The Lord is with you. A Savior was coming, and it would be our sin that would break his heart eventually crucify him on a cross. The very wickedness that we inhabit would crush and bring punishment upon him. And in return, we would get peace. Do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. How can this be? This is impossible. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the servant of the Lord. Let everything you say about me come true. A young woman says yes to the unimaginable, the miraculous, the impossible. 
It would be many years before she would truly understand the sacrifice God asked her to make that night. But she obeyed and she believed. There was to be a ransom. That ransom was God's son, born through Mary, the young girl who said yes to God. Her story is not the first, nor the last, in which God would ask great things of his people. Yes, Lord. When we say yes, it changes everything. Just say yes, you lead the way. I'm not afraid of what it means for me to say that this life you gave is not my own. I'm trusting you to hear my yes and lead me on. So you see, kids. God will speak to anyone. All he's waiting for is for someone to simply say yes to his call. Grandma, what happened after God spoke to Mary? I don't know if I would have been able to say yes like Mary did. That must have been hard for her. You know, I think it probably was hard for her, but with God, nothing is impossible. And you know what? If you keep your heart open toward God when he calls you, you're going to be able to say yes too. But how will I know if God is speaking to me? Will an angel speak to me the way he did to Mary? It could happen that way, but most times God's voice comes to us like a little whisper, and that's why it's important, very important, that you keep your heart and your ears open toward God so when he calls you, you'll be able to hear him. You know, God can visit us in many different ways. Sometimes he will send an angel like he did with Zachariah and Mary, and then there are times that he will visit us in our dreams. Hey, let's continue with the story and see how it turns out. There were 14 generations between King David and the Babylonian exile between the Babylonian exile and what we're about to experience now. A 2,000 year lineage comprised of slaves and kings, prostitutes and prophets. There is no limit to the kind of people that God can use. Some of the most unlikely figures of history were used to comprise the lineage of Jesus. 14 generations, and then a great king would come. So, what kind of king would this be? Joseph!
While many dreamed of the day this king would come, it began as a real-life nightmare for one man, a good man, with God's law cast upon him. Joseph, I promise you, I'm telling you the truth. The angel came. I'm not saying that you don't believe it. I'm saying, I don't know if I believe it. So what are you saying? Take her as your wife. Oh my God. She's pregnant. That's not my baby. Take Mary as your wife. I can't. I don't want to hurt her, but... I can't. I'll have to divorce you. Joseph, you are a descendant of David. Your ancestors have taken great steps of faith. Now it's time for you to step out. Take Mary as your wife. But, but, but that's not my baby. What is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. It is prophecy fulfilled. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And they shall call his name. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. God, God with, with us. us. A dream, a heavenly visitation, and what was once distressing now becomes a blessing. A blessing that would challenge Joseph's faith, demand every ounce of his character and forever alter the course of his life and yours. So, what kind of king would this be? God, who is with us. I never knew that even when you're afraid or full of doubt, that God will speak to you. I thought you had to be perfect. No, sweetheart. God knew none of us could ever be perfect. That's why he had to send his son. He knew that there was going to be times that we would be filled with fear and doubt, but he still calls out to us. I think I'm starting to get it. Well, all these people, weren't they important people? Go on, what did I miss? Well, Kevin, relax. You're just in time for the next part of the story. This is the part where God called the most unknown people to be the very first to hear the special news of his Savior's birth. These were people who were normally overlooked and even considered unimportant. Jasmine thinks I'm not important. I'm sorry, Kevin. I didn't mean to. I'm now starting to realize I was wrong. Oh, Jasmine, I'm so very glad to hear that. So, look, we're going to come down to the end of our story now. Let's see how it turns out. Man has worked the field since his fall. By beast or by crop, in plenty and in drought, he must tame the land or be tamed by it. The shepherd knows this well. He is the keeper, 
He is a guardian. He is a guide. And his flock, aimless in all their attempts, pulls him far away to chase their fickle hearts. How peculiar it is that God Omnipotent would choose to take the post of a shepherd. And even more peculiar, that he would announce to these lowliest of caretakers the arrival of Emmanuel. Moses, why can't you build a decent fire? It's out again. Come on, just light. Joseph, get up. Get up. I'm trying to Get up. Don't be afraid. Don't don't be afraid. Uh, you, you don't be afraid. And I, I'll just stay afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born this day in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. We'll find a baby wrapped in snuggly strips of cloth, lying in a manger. A, a, a baby? In a manger? Messiah, he's here. Joseph, he's here on our watch. But why us, Obadiah? Why would they choose us? I don't know. And I don't care. Look, there in the sky, a star. I have to say, for all we've seen tonight, I think we're supposed to follow that. With all our heart. Then we should hurry. We should run! Amen! Did you hear that? Glory to God in the Glory highest! To God. He's Did here! Did you hear? He's, He's here. here! The Messiah's Glory here! God. Amen! Glory! Glory to all! So the shepherds hurried to the village of Bethlehem, where they found Mary and Joseph. In society's eyes, these shepherds should not be the first ones to greet the King of Kings. Isn't that just like the creator of the universe? He uses lowly people to do amazing things for his glory.
So my children, this was the story about how God used different people of different ages and situations to bring about the most wonderful gift, gifts for you, for me, for everyone. Grandma, I always heard the story of baby Jesus and his parents, but it was always that, just a story. I never realized it was people full of fear, hurt, and doubt, people that no one thought were important. I now realize that God can use Kevin even though he is young and me with all my doubts. Kevin, I'm really sorry if I hurt your feelings. I believe you, and I believe that if God told you to help with Operation Christmas at church, then God has something special planned. That's okay, Jasmine. I believe that God has something special planned too, and I can't wait to see it. Oh, come here, you two. I can't wait to see what God has planned for both of you, because I believe he's gonna call you both to do great things, and I'm so very proud of you. God shows us that it is his good pleasure to use whom he wishes, that we all can be called. We the broken ones, the young and the scared ones, the ones filled with doubt and the one everyone looks past, called to be used to bring about a miracle. So let us look past ourselves and to the power and the grace that saves today. Jesus, let us follow him. Amen. God's word has come alive to us today. As we think about that, the call of Christmas, I think about what it was like for each one of them to be at a place where there seemed to be so much silence, where God seemed to be so distant, and yet in a moment's notice, he pierced that silence and spoke right into their life, their circumstance. And history was changed as a result, and they were as well. You see, God has been calling out to his people, reaching out, and it's never by accident. He has a purpose as he wants to reach his people. And for you today, you're not here by accident either because the God of the universe is still speaking today. Did you know that? The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, that in the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways, but in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son, Jesus. You see, Jesus was the greatest gift that we've ever received. At Christmas time, it's all about thinking about the gifts. It's all about thinking about what someone would receive. And you can give a great gift. You can receive a great gift. Hey, you could even get one of those Lexuses we keep seeing in the commercial sitting out in your driveway, right? But it's not the greatest gift of Christmas. The greatest gift wasn't under a tree. It came and was given in a manger, in a feeding trough for animals. And then that gift was hung on a tree on a cross for you and for me. 
God loved you so much that he gave his only son as a ransom, as a sacrifice. Think about that kind of love. Think about that kind of price that he was willing to pay for you and for me so that we could have a relationship with him, so that we could have peace again, so that we could experience forgiveness in a brand new life. The Bible says in James that if we draw near to God, that God will draw near to us. God isn't looking for perfect people. In fact, God takes people who are broken and he picks them up and he binds them together. He heals and restores and redeems. You may feel you've disqualified yourself, that you're so far from God that he would never want to speak to you or have anything to do with you. But today you need to know that it's God's desire to have a personal relationship with you. And he loved you and he proved that love for you in giving his son Jesus as the greatest gift. That's what Christmas is all about. That's the call of Christmas. The call of Christmas is the reminder that we have a God who loves us so much that he calls out to us in our brokenness, in our mess, wherever we are. If we're sitting there and we feel like God isn't near at all, he's only a heart's turn away from you. If you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. And today, maybe you've been walking without a sense of peace. Maybe you've been walking with heavy burdens in your life. Maybe you feel your life is utterly broken and you can't find hope in anything. I'm here to tell you today, I'm living proof of someone who has stood at one moment in time. I didn't even believe God was real. I never believed it because I'd never heard from him. I never experienced him. I hadn't experienced anything that would give me any reason to believe in him. But in a moment in time, just like a moment that you're going to have the opportunity to respond to, in just a moment, I turned towards him. I said, Lord, if you're real, I'm asking you to reveal yourself to me, and then I will follow you. And in that moment, at that time when I least expected it, God revealed himself to me. God changed my life forever, set me on a journey that puts me here before you today. I can't imagine what God has in store for you if you'll just be willing to say yes. He's not looking for perfect people. He's not looking for just the qualified. He's looking for those who will say yes and turn towards him and draw near to him. And today I want to give you an opportunity to make the greatest decision that you could ever make. It's a decision to say yes to Jesus. It's a, it's a decision for you to lay down your brokenness, lay down your burdens, lay down all those things that you've been carrying for so long and experience something brand new, peace. The greatest gift that we really need this Christmas the things that money can't buy, was already purchased for you. Your peace, your forgiveness, a brand new life, God purchased it by giving his son. Will you say yes and will you draw near to him? I'm going to ask everyone here today if you would just bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning. And right now, in the quietness of this moment, the God of the universe is here. It's not an accident that you are here. And he desires to speak to you, to reach you, right where you are. Whether you're sitting in the balcony, whether you're on the main floor, whether you're watching this right now on your computer or on your, even your phone, God sees you right where you are. I'm going to ask you in just a moment to say a prayer with me. It's a prayer to put your faith in Jesus, to ask him to forgive you of your sins, to receive him, to receive God's gift to you. Any gift that's given this time of the year, it isn't much good until it's been received. God has given the gift, but will you receive that gift today? You alone know whether you have peace. You know it. I don't need to tell you. 
You know it when you go to bed. You know it when you wake up. You know whether you have peace. The Bible says that those who walk with the Lord, those who have this relationship, that a part of his name that we celebrate at Christmas time, he is the Prince of Peace. Some of you, you're walking without any hope. He is a living hope for you. And today, the greatest decision you could ever make would be to begin a brand new relationship with Jesus. So I'm going to ask you right now to say this prayer with me. And this prayer is you confessing your need for him, confessing our wrong. The Bible says we've all sinned. We've all fallen short. But the good news is that God has made a way by giving his only son for us to be forgiven. Jesus died. He lived a real life. It started at Christmas. It ends at Easter when Jesus died for our sins on the cross and he rose again from the grave. Because of that, those who put their faith, their trust in him, can experience peace, a brand new life and forgiveness. So will you receive that gift today? If you're willing to do that, maybe this is the first time, maybe you've been far from God and you're returning to him now. Whatever it might be, I'm going to ask you just to repeat these words after me. I'm going to ask us all to repeat these words as an act of even recommitment of your heart and life to the Lord. But let's all pray this together. Pray with me, Lord Jesus. I ask you to come into my life and to forgive me of my sins. They've separated me from you. But I believe that you came and that you died and that you rose again for me. Thank you for that gift. Thank you for forgiveness. I ask for it today. And I commit to follow you all the days of my life. I will follow you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Can we bring up the lights just a little bit more? And can we celebrate with those that said that prayer for the first time? I'm going to invite you just to keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for just one more moment. I'm going to ask you right now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just believe that defining moments in someone's life, and this is a defining moment for many of you here today, defining moments call for a decisive action for you to draw near to God. And today, I just want to invite you, if you have said that prayer for the first time or you're returning to God, you're recommitting your heart to Him, I'm going to invite you right now to just lift your hand right above your head just to signify that you were one that made that decision. We've been praying for you, and we're just going to see who God has, uh, who has led him to himself. And so with every head bowed, would you just lift your hand if that's you? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I'm seeing hands go up all around. Is there anyone else that you said that prayer for the first time? As your hand is up right now, I'm just going to invite, we have some altar workers that are going to come. They're just going to hand you a book right now. They're going to give you a gift that's from us. So just keep your hand up for just one more moment. And church, would you just begin to praise God and celebrate for what God is doing in many hearts and in many lives right now? Praise God. Just keep your hand up for one more minute until you've received that. And once you've received that book, there's a card in there. I'm just going to invite you to take a moment to just let us know that you've made the greatest decision of your life. And if on your way out, when we see that new here sign, if you just drop off that card, we'd love to connect with you and just to praise God with you for that. Take that gift that's in your hand, that book, read it, and we want to help you take your next step in your journey. Uh, many hands went up all around the room. Church, can we just praise God again? They've received the greatest gift that could ever be given, the gift of Jesus, and we praise him for it. That's why we do what we do. And so you're not here by accident. And I'm so thankful that you responded to God today. Can we all stand to our feet now? And didn't the cast and the, the whole uh, crew, Pastor Rick, the team, didn't they do a great job on this? We're so thankful for them. We're so thankful for everyone that sacrificed and made 
call of Christmas a great and special time. Well, we're not done yet this Christmas season. We got some great services coming up Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning, Christmas Sunday. Uh, we're just getting started, so you don't want to miss it. Please come. Please take a stack of some cards. Invite some friends. Let's see a full house each time we come together this Christmas season to worship God. Amen? Amen. We're so, so excited for it. Merry Christmas. We can't wait to see you Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you soon.